I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Today we have a crazy malicious compliance that started all over just a couple of envelopes. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, spend hundreds of bucks to save $25. I worked as the North American IT manager for a $300 million company. I was based in the largest development office and I went to a few remote offices a few times a year on a regular basis. I lived in a rural area and at that point in time we had no cell service around where I live. I got a cheap flip phone and a service I could put a 25 charge on the phone for a trip and for a long time this was never an issue. We got bought out by a much smarter company and after my first trip I got questioned at great length about my $25 phone charge. Why not just get regular full service and the company would pay for that? I told them that the only time I used the phone was when I was away from the area and the regular unlimited service was expensive. That seemed to shut them up, but the next time I had to hit one of the remote offices, I was told not to buy a phone card and I would not be reimbursed for it if I did. I lucked out and all my flights went well, so no need for a phone there. But when I got to the hotel and I wanted to call home and them to know I got there okay, as well as call my office to make sure things were okay, my only option was the phone in my hotel room. That was right when cell phones were starting to squeeze that revenue stream out at the hotels and they were charging upwards of 2 bucks a minute for calls. I made sure to call home every night as well as the office every morning and in a week I ran up a phone bill of over a grand. I had a hard time keeping a straight face when I put that in my expense report. Needless to say, I got called up about that, and all I could do was forward the email from my manager telling me that if I got a $25 phone card for my cell phone, the company would not pay for it. He tried to backtalk and then say that he had no way of making sure all of the $25 was being used and on and on. Like I had a Swiss bank account I was salting away cell phone minutes in, and this was going to be a cash cow for me somehow. Thankfully, the director who he had called me up in front of had a brain. He asked me why I got the cards. I told him about the phone situation and that the only reason I even owned a cell phone was for traveling for work. And it was never, ever an issue in the past. I got excused from the conversation and later on, I got the begrudging okay for my manager to buy a $25 card for my phone if I was going to be on the road. I thought he was going to cry when he gave me the okay though. Man, that guy was a brown-nosing putz. It's honestly hilarious when you try to save the company money and they just have to have some semblance of control, put their foot down, and demand they spend way more. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, please call IT support. I am not a technician. I'm an ex-tradesman that quit after 10 years of absolute trash but I was also public facing, so I've learned how to contain myself and work well, while also remaining sickeningly sweet when I have to talk to someone who has no idea what they're talking about. I'm doing a much more chill, relaxing IT job at a university now, sort of. I swap shifts around with my peers, 
but my job when I'm on campus is to give people, mostly students, but sometimes professors, their new computers, laptops and monitors, or sometimes accessory orders like headsets. But even though I'm not an IT technician, I'm pretty darn good at diagnosing and fixing up Windows computers. The university doesn't have an on-site help desk anymore due to the global spicy cough situation and I'm stationed where their help desk used to be and as a result for the past year, I get a lot of people coming up to me thinking that I'm IT support. Most of the things that have come to me are things like their laptops not connecting to the university Wi-Fi or not being able to print stuff. I have no admin access to anything as again, I'm not a technician but I typically get about 70% of people leaving happy with a resolution. We have a large sign out the front of my kiosk that openly states we're not IT support, and to call the number on the sign for remote troubleshooting by the university internal IT services. But it doesn't help much, because the bigger overhead sign hasn't been replaced, and it's at this point nearly a year out of date. How things normally occur is someone will come up with a problem, My typical response is, I'm not IT support, but I know my way around Windows. Do you mind if I take a look? Most are happy that I'll take the time to help them. All the while, I'm explaining that this kiosk is now for handing over new computers and to take back old ones that are too old. Security policy. Anyway, I'll send them off on their way, and they know for the future to contact IT support using the phone number. Anyway... I'm replying to an email, trying to book in an appointment time for someone trying to get their new fancy 64GB RAM monster of a desktop when someone gets down at the kiosk and slams what looks to be a fairly new computer on it with a fair bit of force. It's a student, so I already know where this is going. You must stop and help me now, they say angrily. I smile and say that I'll help them in a second since I remember them from the last time I was on campus. They had disconnected themselves from the Wi-Fi, so I figured it was another easy solution. That wasn't good enough for them. They said, no, you help me now. You're a help desk. I need help. Do your job. Sit on this chair here and help me. Game on. As I move from my chair to the ragged brock. Sure thing. What can I do for you? They say my email's not working. Your IT. Fix it. I say, I'm sorry, I'm not a technician. They say, what do you mean? You're in IT, you're on a laptop, you're doing IT things, you're in an IT help desk, and you help people. Help me. I say, sorry, I'm not a technician, you'll have to call IT support. Their number's on the sign over there. They say, that's BS, it says IT support up there, points to the outdated overhead sign, and I got help here last year. I say, unfortunately, university IT support has not had a help desk here for about a year, as nobody was on site due to COVID. You'll have to call them. Their number's on the sign. They say, my friend got help here two months ago. Don't be a filthy liar. I say, sounds like they got lucky with an IT support staff member being at the desk. As I'm not a technician, you'll need to call IT support. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. They say, well, why can't you get IT down here? You're just being lazy. I hate this. And this computer is useless. It's a base level Microsoft Surface Go. They're absolute garbage. I say unfortunately, we only have approval to provide Surface Go laptops to students, as anything more than that goes to higher education and staff. They say this is ridiculous. I say absolutely, the Surface Go is a terrible computer. You should ask ITS for approval to get a newer device if it's not good enough for you. The student scans the sign, and as if she came up with a bright idea, notices that it says, new computer handover, and hardware repairs on it. She then takes hold of the laptop screen and slams it shut as hard as she can. She then brings her fist down on the back of the laptop. Fine, I'll call them. She opens the laptop, freshly smashed screen, but it's broken. They can't help me. It's at this point I've stood up off the chair and sent a message to my team to call university security as she's gotten unruly. I say, you do this to your device in front of me and we do not deal with malicious damage. I would suggest leaving. It's at this point that she's starting to get very aggressive, but it's broken. You do repairs and you don't want to fix it. You're IT support. You need to help me. I'm a student. You're so bad at your job. She's beginning to shout and get a lot louder and make a bit of a scene as I stand there with a blank face, waiting for my turn to speak to her. It doesn't come. What does come is this absolute idiot reaching over the kiosk to try and take my work laptop. A quick left arm extends out and I've got a pretty good grip on it while I use my right hand to push her away from it. It is the perfect time for security to rush down. Clearly I'm not the only one that sent an SOS as they rushed down, saw the crazy witch and pulled her away. He's IT support, he won't help me, I'll fail and it's his fault. It takes quite a bit of time for IT to wrench her away, but at this point I've done my job, and I'm watching the fireworks. Once she's calmed down, they listen to her story, that she's a student, that I'm IT and I refuse to help her. Security inform her that I'm not actually a support technician and to call the number. She picks up her broken laptop and leaves, with security right behind her. I make a note to our team, adding in university security to make note that the student was forced to leave and to refuse repairs on the laptop as it was deliberate damage. I don't know if I'll have an update in the future, but we'll see what happens. This is probably the most action I've seen on campus. I think most people know that if you're trying to get a free replacement because of damage, you can't do it right in front of the clerk. You come back a day later after somebody accidentally knocked it off a coffee shop table. Our next story is, all of this over a couple of envelopes? I caught COVID early due to the work I do. Unfortunately, that meant what little help would come for others during the lockdowns and such didn't happen. I'd been ready to move before, but the job fell through and my old boss was great, letting me come back, go to a full work from home setup, 
and checking in when needed. Still, a lot of stuff fell to the wayside. Unfortunately, due to my hobbies, I ran afoul of a postal worker. I collect and trade cards, mostly magic stuff. As such, I get a lot of packages and had developed rapport with my previous mail carrier about all of the weird towns and even out-of-the-way countries I would sometimes receive a package from. When I got sick, Manuel would bring my mail to me and we commiserated a lot. Manuel was a good dude, an immigrant who made his way, raised three lovely boys, and got into the USPS and stayed to retirement. Then came Sandra. Sandra was the epitome of the type of personality I hated in that city. Loud and proud about being ignorant, but pushy whenever proven wrong. When I realized I hadn't received any mail for a week, I checked in with the post office. Manuel and I had been informal, so paperwork would take weeks to file. Until then, I got someone to help out. But Sandra had already emptied my box and marked it for pickup. Pickup I couldn't do. When I finally got my stuff, a lot of trades that had arrived were now missing. I had put it down for theft, but Sandra was the type to just be negligent. She had that look of that middle school teacher who would swear down is up and fail you for daring to look like her ex-husband. It took a lot of haranguing, but I got the approval for direct delivery in my little community. Put up my box on my door and then got a knock on the door smug Sandra, her hand out with three letters. This one had to be manually run. That cost 35 cents. Now, I'd received and sent hundreds, maybe thousands of pieces of cardboard crack from this address over the years. I had a manual run twice. And it wouldn't be a big deal, but after months of not going out, no cash for cod. I tried being nice, understanding, but Sandra would give no quarter. So I wheeled myself to dig up two quarters of my junk drawer and came back to Sandra looking Karen-y at my neighbor Bill. Maybe she thought he was the wrong skin tone for the neighborhood. I gave her the two quarters and she accosted me for another five minutes about how she doesn't carry change. How dare I expect I was about done. Then she asked what was in the package. I said, oh, just some card game stuff. She said, I never knew adults played that crap. I can take stupidity, rigidity to rules, heck, I'll take someone having a bad day, but mocking my cardboard? Nah. I asked if maybe I could give over a bill and she could write a receipt. I knew that businesses had that sort of thing. She said I would have to come in, and I couldn't at the time, as I was solo without a handy van. No electronic option to open an account either. Okay, that's fine. I'll call someone, get them to bring some quarter rolls, do a Venmo with them, and we're good. Then, five more trades failed to come in, and the note on the door was that she missed me. My work-from-home setup was set up in the next room, and I had a doorbell. When I finally asked, she said she had no time to deal with me as she was busy, so I decided to make time. I called my boss and asked if he could cover me for $5 in pennies. I reached out to one of my common trade pals and asked for very specific trades, and waited. About a week later, Sandra came to me with a whole parcel of manually sorted mail, all from the same address, 10 envelopes, and I had 7 rolls of pennies that I cracked open and counted, slipping a few times while in the rain. During that time, I explained all of the fun postal regulations I'd learned about, my interest in bricks, and how with priority mail, I can use the post office to send my collection. 
that you can secure a tag on any number of difficult to maneuver, yet sturdy enough to get through the post, items. A dozen or more small inconveniences I'd found that, given my condition and pettiness, would ruin a day. I forgot my count a few times, wouldn't want to shortchange the poor carrier, right? We spent about an hour, me taking up the one spot of dry real estate near my door. I would have invited her in, but regulations, am I right? I'm such a stickler for the rules. After that event, my malicious compliance was rewarded with a call from the local post office, explaining that I would be alright moving forward, and my address was noted. I offered to pay the fees, I could afford the occasional 35 cents for my hobby, they declined, and I never saw Sandra again. I moved shortly after, keeping the work from home job but wanting to be closer to family, and now my carrier is aces with my needs. I have my mailbox right on my door, glorious. I don't know if they have a worker shortage, but they need to get rid of Sandra because they are tanking their business. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.